This is Hair Therapy, cultivating the conversation around hair and scalp health. I am Kate, your host, and as a hairdresser, educator, and a trichologist, I am obsessed with all things hair. Whether you're interested in optimum hair and scalp health or have a hair or scalp condition, we have expert guests who are specialists in their field on a variety of different treatments and solutions, along with inspiring real-life stories. Perhaps you're looking to support someone who's had a hair or scalp concern, or you're a hairdresser who would like to know how to better support their clients. I am here to provide knowledge and information to help. Think of this as your very own audio resource library for you to pick and choose what is useful to you. I'm so glad you're listening today. Let's navigate hair health together to learn and grow. So welcome. Today I have with me Vera Gedalia and she's joining us from Washington in the US. She is involved with a company called Inside Look Media, who do marketing, PR, media, events, and lots more. But she's here today to share her experience of having COVID and describes her hair afterwards as being a complete nightmare. So we are going to hear from her about her experience. She's going to share her advice and explore the effects of COVID on people's hair. So welcome, Vera. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me, and hello to all your audience. Thank you so much. Excellent. So first of all, did you want to tell us a little bit more about your business? Sure. Um, You know, pretty simple. Uh, We do PR, public relations and marketing and media. So we provide video photography for events, for clients, for celebrities, for politicians. So I've been fortunate to work with a lot of celebrities and politicians and uh, people that you guys might know. And one of them probably is Elton John and, you know, and some good, very well-known figures out there. And so it's been a great, great fun to work with a lot of people like that. Yeah, I bet. I'd imagine he'd be quite fun to work with as well. Yes, yes, yes. So how long have you been doing that? So I've been doing this. I started it uh, on my own as a business about 10 years ago. So at the beginning, of course, it was really hard and difficult to start getting clientele. But um, I'm a hustler and I was able to do it. But during COVID, of course, we were very slow because uh, there wasn't a lot of events and things going on and everybody was in quarantine. Yeah, it was difficult for everyone to kind of get stuff done, wasn't it, I suppose? Yeah. So then you actually contracted COVID yourself? Yes, I actually got COVID this year in August after I have been taking care of myself for such a long time and wearing a mask and I got my COVID shot, but I actually got it even though I had my COVID shot. Somebody who I know that does actually my hair Mm. Uh, gave me uh, COVID and then I actually transmitted it to my mother as well so we both had our shots but we still got COVID. Oh what a nightmare. Yeah. Yes well I mean it is difficult obviously being a hairdresser myself I know I've been so cautious and, and worried about the fact that I see so many people 
So I've always been testing regularly and trying to make sure. I'm quite lucky that a lot of my clients will tell me I don't have anyone that would kind of think they might have it and turn up for their appointment anyway because they want their hair done. They're all really good to kind of say, right? you know, I have to isolate. I might have come in contact with someone. I'm not going to come. It is so difficult, though, isn't it, to just stop that from happening? Yes, yes. And you never know because even the person who gave me COVID uh, had her shots. But still, you know, she got COVID and I got it afterwards. And I didn't think it was COVID at first because I just had a terrible headache that wouldn't go away. So I was thinking maybe I'm going through something. I'm getting old and this headache is not going away. But it turned out that when I went to get tested, that it was COVID. And the first days of my symptoms, I actually had a terrible fever that wouldn't go down even with pills or with anything. So I literally went the old 19 or 1800 style and got myself into a tub with a lot of ice. (laughs) And I kept going into the tub every hour or two. And by the second day, third day, the fever went down. That's a long time though still. Yeah. Well, it's funny that you say that because one of the things that can be linked with hair loss and hair shedding is a really high fever. So it's interesting that you say you did have that. Yeah, yeah. I have heard from people that have had COVID Mm -hmm. that even haven't had a fever that they have had problems with their hair or hair loss. But I know that a really high temperature can bring on kind of hair shedding and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Two, three days is a long time to have a really high fever. And I know that's a natural body response, isn't it, to try and get rid of the infection? Yes, yes. But there's a lot that comes with that, isn't there? Yeah, because you don't feel comfortable, your body feels so hot and... You know, you just want to do everything in your power to get that the feeling of feeling so hot and kind of sweating. You want it to go away. So you try to do everything. It's quite draining, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And during that month around this area was a pretty hot month, too. I mean, thank God we have air conditioning, but (laughs) but it still was in the 90 degrees type of weather. And I did everything in my power to taking pills for the fever but it wasn't working yeah that's when you need it to be like winter isn't it or something not yes 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 and you want to lay down somewhere that it's (laughs) nice and cold (laughs) but um that's why I took the initiative to just do the 1800 style and get ice all over me and get into a nice tub with a lot of ice and cold water (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) I tried it Every hour or two, because that way it helped me. Even during the night, I wasn't sleeping the first day or two. But then by the third day, when the fever started going down, I felt more comfortable and I started. Oh, but you needed it by then. Yes, yes. And how did your mom get on with it then as well? So actually, she was diagnosed like maybe three days later after I was diagnosed. So I literally moved in with her. Because I wanted to kind of make sure that she was okay because she doesn't have too much help. Mm. But she actually got a long way better than me. I don't know if it was also because she had received other vaccines along with the COVID vaccine because she's had like her mono vaccine and uh, another vaccine for the immune system too. So she actually didn't do that bad. Her fever wasn't as terrible, but she just had a terrible headache and a lot of um, 
new case. Sorry for the word. <laughs> but it is really funny how people don't respond the way you think they would sometimes as well. I've yeah. got clients that are older that have really weak immune systems that have had COVID and felt absolutely fine. Yeah. And then I've known people that are in the fitness industry that do bodybuilding and competitions and do HIIT training and they got long COVID and nine months later were out of breath walking up a flight of stairs. Yes, yes. So it's very strange how it kind of affects different people. Yeah, everybody's different. And I've heard uh, stories from other people that had it really bad and some people just didn't even have symptoms. So. Hmm. Which is obviously the problem, isn't it? Yeah. The same thing with you. If all you had at first was a headache, you wouldn't necessarily think, oh, I'd better isolate or oh, I might have COVID because it's not a symptom that you would think, oh, that's COVID. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, I've gotten headaches before, so I thought it was something else. But, you know, I took something for the headache and it wasn't going away. So I said, you know what, let me go check with the doctor. Maybe something's going on. So then when they tested me, they told me that I had COVID. So I was, oh, my gosh, (laughs) took me by surprise because I thought I wasn't going to get it. I was being very cautious. I was wearing my mask. I even have my own little alcohol sprays. Mm -hmm. And when people cough around me or get close to me, I'm like spraying. So I was taking care of myself. It's so frustrating as well, isn't it, to go over a year not getting it. Yeah. And then still get it. Yeah. But I kind of feel like really for us to move forwards, everyone's going to have to just get it. That's true. It's dragging on a bit now, isn't it, anyway? Yes, yes. I mean, we're out of quarantine in this area and you don't have to wear masks anymore when you're out and about. So it is kind of still scary when you go somewhere and you see people not wearing masks but mm. but uh either way i guess they're trying to to you know to make things normal for everybody but still there's still that danger yeah and we had that and now we're having to go back yeah in again because it was spreading more so now they're bringing masks back in and of course now people have got used to not wearing them as much they're not so keen to put them back on so it's a little bit yeah yeah difficult yeah it's up to you to take care of yourself though yeah I'm the same as you though I just kind of stay away from everyone and (laughs) well with my line of industry and my work we have to go to a lot of functions and events and meet people I mean even last night we were at a fashion show but I still have to be very cautious and people want to come and hug you and kiss you and you're like "Mm, uh, let's just do the elbow (laughs) So it's up to you to kind of start like getting your elbow out there and and saying hi to somebody (laughs) to give a little bit of that separation. Yeah, I don't blame you. Yeah. So in particular, you told me, obviously, we spoke about you coming onto the podcast and you said that the COVID afterwards affected your hair growth and hair condition. So what exactly happened from that point of view? So, yeah, you know, before COVID, I had a little bit of hair loss, but it was probably, let's say, maybe 10 hairs or 20 hairs, like when I would brush my hair. Mm-hmm. But after COVID, it started getting to the point that my hair got thinner. So now it's like way thinner. And I'm actually teasing it a little bit so it can look like I have a lot. And it's been falling a lot to the point that I got very scared. And I went to the doctor and have been talking with specialists about checking what's going on. 
they did blood tests and they have told me that all my vitamin levels and everything is fine. Good. That uh, they give me certain shampoos and certain lotions and creams to use for the hair, but I haven't seen much of a change. My family is from a Bolivian background. So my grandmother and aunts have remedies like uh, herbal remedies and they tell me, do this, do that. So I'm trying different things and different herbal medications that they have told me to use. Mm -hmm. But I'm still seeing uh, a lot of hair loss. It got to the point actually two weeks ago that I was really scared because I literally went to sleep. I brushed my hair at night. So then that way I kind of do a, a braid. And then I woke up the next day and I had like knots all over my hair, which was really weird. And even though I had brushed it, but they were thick knots that looked like somebody put gum like in certain parts of my hair. Mm-hmm. So to take those knots out after I had brushed it, it was like, what happened last night? Did somebody come and uh, like put something in my hair while I was sleeping? But I I literally, to remove those knots, took out so much hair that, again, I called the doctor literally that day and mentioned to her what was going on. And I even took pictures of it and I sent it to the doctor because I told her, you know, I I want an explanation. And she keeps telling me it's after COVID. It's after COVID. There are people that are suffering with the same problem. You know, she keeps telling me to try to um, when I'm in the shower to use my fingers to brush my hair in the shower, not to use the comb or the brushes because it pulls on it. So it weakens it more and the follicles. So she has even told me to try to touch my head a little more, but very softly uh, to use certain shampoos or creams that can strengthen my hair. Biotin. So I started even doing that. Mm -hmm. Collagen. Yeah. But it's not stopping and it kind of concerns me a little bit because I'm used to going out. So I've been actually wearing my hair like teasing it like this or I've been doing buns, but then the buns are now so little (laughs) and I'm using um, like an extension to make the buns kind of a little bit bigger. So um, and I was used to having more hair than this. I've always had a lot of hair and it was thicker, but um, now it's so thin. To the point that I'm actually keeping a lot of the hair that's coming out. And if you're going to see it, I can literally show you just in two days how much I took out. And you're going to be surprised. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot. So it scares me a little bit because, you know, I'm not used to so much hair falling out in two days, especially. Can you see any little kind of new hairs coming through yet? Yeah, I have. Oh, I'm good. Actually, And some white hair. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We, I, it's coming. It's coming. I guess it's coming. That's good. I can't avoid that. Yeah. So, did they talk to you about the hair growth cycle? Yeah, they did mention to me. It, it does take like every four to five years how the hair starts growing back again, and then how right now it's gonna take time for my hair to grow. Usually, it, it used to be faster when my hair would grow. They did mention that because of the COVID and after COVID is going to be a slower process for the hair growth. With the hair growth cycle, 
it's more about the fact that there's three different phases. So although the hair will grow, really anything from one to seven years, a hair can grow. Mm-hmm. And then the hair follicle will take two weeks to break down in the catagen phase. And then the telogen phase is the resting phase that can last for three months. So you imagine your poor little hair follicle has been growing continuously for seven years. It needs to have a little rest for three months. Mm -hmm. But that hair follicle, there's nothing wrong with it. So it's still alive and it's still able to produce hair. It's just having a rest. Mm -hmm. With something like this, because hair is classed, unfortunately, by the body as a non-essential item, when something attacks your body in such a vicious way as you've had and your whole body is under attack, in your particular case, the workers in the factory said, we can't use these men up making hair in the factory. They've all got to come and work on the front line of us and fight this virus. Mm -hmm. So instead of your hair going through the complete anagen five to seven years growth or one to seven years growth it then stopped and went into the resting phase so that resting phase that's when the hair falls out so if you comb your hair when it's wet and you're breaking it and you're pulling it you will damage it but any hairs that you lose from brushing you're going to lose either anyway yeah so one of the problems with people when they have hair shedding sometimes they do think oh, I'm not going to brush my hair anymore because I'm pulling it out. You're not. If you brush your hair before you get in the shower, as you've been doing, that's actually really good. Or brushing it before you go to bed is actually really good because all you're doing is taking out all that shed hair. But because the phase lasts for three months, unfortunately, that's why you're seeing it now after having COVID in August. But unfortunately it's going to take another kind of three to six months to even out and then pick up again. So it's slow to come in. So you don't even know that it's happening straight away. But it also, everything you are doing probably is making an improvement. You just won't see it yet. Right, right. It's going to take time. Yeah. Even the grey hairs, I know we do not be thankful for the grey hairs, but in your case, every little hair that comes through is showing you uh-huh. that the hair growth is still there. Mm-hmm. It's just moving through the phases differently to what it normally does. So have faith. Yes, yes. Everybody tells you different stories. Oh, you know, maybe you have to do this, use this, uh, do that. But what concerned me a little bit was the change in the thickness because my hair Even people in the past used to tell me, and I have beautiful pictures with my hair, would tell me, oh my gosh, your hair is so thick. I envy you, I envy you, I envy you. But after COVID, it's so thin that it it literally, like you just mentioned, you know, it just comes out. And and also because of the weakness on it too. Mm. And the problem is that obviously, you know, the hair you've got probably is seven years old. It's probably at least five years old. So even those new hairs that are coming through, if you've lost two or three times the amount of hair you normally would, then obviously your hair is going to feel very thin. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, even when it grows back, 
it's going to take quite a while to get all the way back down to that length to make it feel thicker. Right, right. So it takes quite a while before, even though it's growing again, it's going to take quite a while for it to get to Bolivian level thickness again. (laughs) Unfortunately, Uh you're lucky that you've probably got now as much hair as I've got. So if I ever get really bad shedding I'll end up looking like an egg I think it's going to be terrible (laughs) good I'm glad they said about biotin and collagen because at the end of the day it's not going to hurt Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. as far as the herbal kind of remedies Mm -hmm. go I'm sure some of them probably do help people being told all sorts of things you know rub an onion on your head all sorts of strange things so I probably wouldn't be doing too much of that but maybe some of them might be quite Mm -hmm. quite nice So with regards to hair condition, then, again, I think Mm -hmm. probably you are finding your hair's weak because of the same things that your body was so depleted of the natural resources just trying to get you through the fever and get you well again. Yeah. Have you found anything else that was your skin dry or? Oh, yeah, a lot. I don't wear too much makeup. So I actually only wear like maybe lipstick and eyeshadow most of the time. But I actually started wearing more makeup now because my skin is so dry and I've been using creams to help that as well. A little bit of weakness in the nails too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They just break apart and I used to grow my nails really, really long before. And um, not that I didn't do anything at home, but <laughs> but I always used to take care of them. But they've been breaking a lot lately. and. That's why I thought that it had something to do with my vitamin levels because years, years ago, my vitamin D was really low and I used to take 50,000 milligrams actually because it was so low. But the blood test came back and I got the copy of it and the doctor talked to me and she said, no, your vitamin D is perfect. You know, keep taking your vitamins that you always take because I always take multivitamins. Yeah. Um, I take zinc and I take um, vitamin D like, once or twice a month so overall she told me that there's no explanation on your blood tests and no uh, abnormalities but this has to do with the COVID you know after COVID and um, little by little it's gonna start getting better but you know I understand that you stress about it because you like Mm -hmm. you know having your hair down and looking nice when you go to see clients but you know now I have to worry about that and if a little bit of my scalp is showing. <laughs> yeah, you got to keep out of the wind. Yeah, self-conscious about it. I, I actually been wearing hats too lately more <laughs> because uh, I noticed that I kind of feel more comfortable than, than I'm like self-conscious about, you know, let me go check if you see a little bald spot. <laughs> this could be your new signature look is just to have a hat now. It could be like a big thing. You could get famous for it. Yeah, yeah. But that's interesting because it really makes sense that your nails have been weak as well. And you'll probably find that's a good indication of when you get better again. So when your nails start coming through stronger and and thicker, you'll know that the keratin production is upped again and you're starting to get back to normal production levels. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, after COVID, because I'm a very, uh, my job requires me to have a lot of energy. And they always tell me that I'm like a little speedy Gonzalez because I'm like over here, over there. And then I appear downstairs and then I'm like 
downstairs and then I drive my car to the other event, come back, you know, things like that. And after COVID, I was very tired a lot, even constantly losing my breath. So it took about maybe 30 to 60 days for me to gain back that energy. And also, of course, taking vitamins and eating better because during COVID, I didn't even want to eat anything. I just wanted soups or drink, drink, drink. I was thirsty a lot. So then after COVID, I started eating a little bit better. I started my vegetables, my fruits. That energy started coming back again, like maybe about a month ago. But I'm hoping that the hair and the nails and the skin and all that starts, you know, going back to normal and trying to do everything in my power to kind of also help that too. Yeah, it's really difficult, isn't it? Because it is so frustrating that you can't see a result straight away that there's an improvement because that doesn't mean that it's not improving. Yeah. And it's good that you say that your energy levels are coming back up because that shows that things are starting to pick up. Yeah. Yeah. But it's very frustrating, isn't it, when it takes so long? Yes. Yes. And then especially when you're self-conscious about things that you didn't have to worry about Mm. bald spots or your nail breaking or, you know, skin coming out or stuff like that. Have you done anything like, have you joined any Facebook groups or have you spoken to anyone else that's kind of suffered with this? Or are you just, yeah, I know you've been to your doctors obviously quite a lot, which is great. I have actually, I've acted to some uh, groups and people that have COVID too, that um, have told me that they felt something like this similar. But I think there has been some difference in everybody's point of view, because some people say, or they have short hair like you. And they tell me, oh, I'm, I, I don't really care about it too much. And they're, they're like, I'm, I'm a stay home mom. So I don't really care. But for somebody that I've spoken to a couple of people that have said, oh, yeah, I work in an office. And yeah, I have to be, you know, looking good. Or I have to, um, you know, I don't, I'm self-conscious about if the same way that I said right now about my hair showing or bald spots showing. So yeah, there's people that have different points of views and different feelings to how this is kind of taking over their life. We'll be back after a quick break. Are you a professional in the hair industry? Do you feel confident addressing clients' concerns around the hair and scalp? Would you know what to do if your client began experiencing hair loss or had to go for chemo? Would you like to support your clients mentally and physically through troubling conditions such as hair loss. The Hair Therapy Hair and Scalp Salon Specialist course will make you a standout industry expert, enabling you to navigate these difficult conversations and elevate your level of client care, making all your clients feel well looked after and in the hands of a knowledgeable expert. This one day Unique insight into the world of trichology will help you raise your standing within the community and offer your clients more. For more information, visit my website or check the link in the show notes. Let's get on with today's episode. Yeah, yeah, that's probably the case because... If you are a stay-at-home mum and you're really tired and you're busy kind of looking after your child, then maybe your 
appearance in that way is not going to be as much of a priority. I don't want to say it's not as important, but it's not going to be as much of a priority. And like you say, that's a whole part of your professional image, isn't it, for you to present yourself and have that confidence. Yeah. I mean, you're not the first person who said that. I know a lady that suffered with alopecia quite badly, and she said that if she went to a business function or went and did a presentation, she would be so conscious of her hair and I think the only kind of thing to maybe remember is that a lot of these people have never met you before Mm -hmm. and they don't know what your hair used to look like so to them they're taking you as you are today and a lot of the people that you meet at functions like that are actually far more interested in what you can do for them and if you said to them at the end of it what color was my hair or what color dress was I wearing they probably wouldn't even be able to remember to tell you. So we feel that everyone's looking at us and scrutinising us. And some people will be, obviously, there might be some people that might be like, oh, who is this woman? What's she going to come and teach me? Or they might even be looking, thinking, oh, my God, look at her hair. It's amazing. Yeah. And you're thinking, oh, it looks so thin. It looks awful. Yeah. So it's very difficult once you're used to looking a certain way to come out of that but actually you'll probably find people wouldn't notice as much as you probably think they do yeah I think you're right in that way because there's people that I know that know me and I see them from time to time and there's people that I don't that I meet new people almost every day but it's interesting because I've actually taken the approach because I guess I'm also in PR and marketing and I like talking with people and networking and literally that's my job that whenever I meet people and people that know me and have oh how are you I haven't seen you in a long time it has been kind of my conversation piece to ask them hey did you have COVID oh my hair is falling out did you have anything any similar experiences you know asking them because to see if they have some advice or something that has worked for them or that uh, that they're doing that could help me at the same time and I guess that's how even last night I had a conversation with the hairstylist mm-hmm. And she gave me, you know, other tips. She was telling me, oh, by the way, you know, you can also try to buy some shampoos that have collagen. And because the conversation was about something else, but then I also started asking about that. So it has been kind of my conversation piece to ask about that because I like to see if people have other opinions or if they've gone through something similar or if they know that there's something that I can use that that works like there's been crazy opinions that I don't follow, of course, like you mentioned the onion or something like that. But there's a friend of mine, for example, that she is Moroccan and she told me about fennel seeds or something like that. Mm-hmm. So she gave me some and she's like, you got to boil it then you got to use this and then put it. And I noticed that it kind of helped a little bit in making it a little thicker, maybe more, but then you have to keep doing it. But then it smells really bad. <laughs> So then then you're also conscious about going somewhere else and smelling that bad in front of people. So, yeah, that's probably more noticeable, I reckon, than you'd be remembered more for being the 
which what is that smell you know so yeah yeah you know and i've heard the onion too i mean when you mentioned the onion i was like click mm. and people have told me rice water i mean there are so many um that would probably dry your hair out though wouldn't it feel starchy and weird yeah i didn't i didn't try that at mm. all i didn't try that yet but I, i didn't even want to but i'm trying to keep it on one or two things because i don't want to put so many things on my hair and And it's going to be worse. Yeah. And then they might all react with each other. And then you wouldn't know what was going on. Yes, exactly. I'd say I have a really nice tea. And I think it's peppermint and fennel and something else. So I'd probably say maybe just drink some fennel tea would be easier than trying to mash it all up and put it on your head and then go around smelling a bit weird. Yeah. Yeah. But it's been interesting, a learning experience to hear some people's point of view. Mm. A lot of people have said stress too. And yeah, we always have stress and I've had stress. Even when I had COVID, I had a lot of stress because I literally had to drop everything. And your mom was sick. Yeah. And I had to drop everything that I was doing, all my businesses, all my clients and, you know, take care of myself. So for like 15 or 20 days, I was literally working from my, from my room Mm -hmm. because I had to quarantine as well. Yeah, and that's um, not easy. So yeah, stress is going to come out either way. We're always going to have stress, but it was kind of weird that people just give you different points of views and, you know, you think even a doctor is going to tell you the, the direct answer. This is what you can do. And like you said, this is how to fix it. But no, it just takes time for it to kind of get better and for you to kind of gain back a little bit of that hair. Cause I don't think I'm going to have the same amount of hair that I used to have before. <laughs> well, you never know. It's possible because like I said, mm-hmm. if the hair has all just shed from the hair follicle because of this shock to the system, there's nothing to say that all those hair follicles won't restart and regrow again because there's no damage to the hair follicles. So there's nothing to say that you won't eventually get your hair. But like I say, all these new hairs that are growing through, your hair is not going to feel thick again until that grows right down. So it's going to be a long time before it feels really thick, but there's nothing to say that it won't eventually regrow to full thickness. Right. And that's what I guess I have to understand. (laughs) It's a bit like watching paint dry, isn't it? Watching your hair grow every day. Yeah. It's a long old thing. Yeah. Everyone's COVID experience is so different because it's one of those weird things. Oh, yeah. So do you have any advice for anyone that you would like to give to anyone experiencing this at the moment? Well, I guess... Have patience because you're not going to be able to regain your hair and it's not going to be able to go back how it was before. And at the same time, take care of your hair and um, try to do things that are more natural and just have patience and um, wear a lot of hats (laughs) and teach your hair because it looks like it works. When people see me now, when I tease it, they're like, oh, it looks like you have a lot of hair now. Well, let me take out the teething part. (laughs) Maybe hats are going to make a massive comeback now for the end of the year. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting because another point of view that I got from people when I tell them, they ask me, why are you wearing hats so much now? And I tell them because I'm losing hair. They're like, 
but if you wear hat, the hair's not gonna grow. And I'm like, why? Because because you're not letting air go in. And I'm just laughing at some of these. But you wear clothes and your body hair and still said, grows. And I said, but I'm not wearing the hats every day. I'm only wearing them for a couple hours. I mean, maybe two, three hours. And I'm not sleeping with the hat. And I'm, <laughs> you know, I'm not walking around with the hat everywhere I go. So, yeah. So you do get some interesting point of view sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. But no, uh, if that was the case, then no one would have any body hair, would they? Yeah. Because <laughs> we wear yes. clothes more than we wear hats. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Interesting. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, I hope it all does get better for you. And I hope that you make a 100% recovery in every way. Thank you so much, Kate. You're amazing. And thank you for what you're doing. Because, you know, a lot of people I know want to talk about these issues. And sometimes people are scared to talk about it or they're ashamed. but you know, like I mentioned, I'm not ashamed to talk about it because I love hearing different points of views and kind of gathering information from that. too. And it is great because all you're getting for that is more information and more stuff and knowing that you're not alone. And what you've done by to come on this podcast and talk about it is made those people who don't want to talk about it know that they're not alone in this as well. Yeah. So thank you for that. No, thank you. And, and you're welcome too. And I hope you keep doing what you're doing and you know anything you need here in the US you know please let me know yeah well when I come over we can all go out for a drink with Elton John that's fine yes we'll go out for drinks and we'll have fun (laughs) excellent well thank you so much thank you love have a good day and I'll keep definitely keep in touch with you thanks bye all right bye I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the hair therapy podcast Please share this show with anyone who you think might benefit from it. Don't forget to rate, subscribe and review the show. It really helps me grow and reach more people. Until next time.